Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Take two on the Green Industry Podcast. What's up, guys? I have Adam Sylvester with us on today's show. He is the business owner of not just only a lawn care business, but also a gutter cleaning uh, business. So Charlottesville Lawn Care, uh, Charlottesville Gutter Pros. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being patient with me, man. It's crazy podcasting and getting schedules and and all of this stuff. So I know that you understand (laughs) that times two as as running two businesses. So recently we got to hang out in Nashville and uh, eat a bunch of good food, listen to some music and hang out with other entrepreneurs as Jobber brought us all into Nashville. So tell us a little bit about your time in Nashville and and what you thought of um, uh, Jobber's big event. Well, I was with the Jobber team for five days filming the Masters of Home Service podcast, and it was awesome. We had eight different entrepreneurs from all over the country, different industries. We had car detailers and exterior cleaning and uh, lawn care and like HVAC and all the uh, painters. It was, it was great. It was great being around like-minded individual, individuals who talk business, live business. And uh, I interviewed all of them. I interviewed them multiple times. And... Uh, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your businesses, uh, what your lawn care business is like, what your gutter cleaning uh, business is like. So I started Charlotte Lawn Care about 12 years ago. And just like most of your listeners, it was a, I was just a guy with a truck. And slowly but surely, I just grinded out, making that cash, mowing that grass, like you like to say, and uh, hired a couple people. And um, it's like my it's my bread and butter. It's consistent. It's a, it's a good stable business right now. About three years ago, I spun out Charlottesville gutter pros out of that company because we were doing a lot of gutter related stuff in that company. And I didn't want to do gutters under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. So we started Charlottesville gutter pros and now we have two completely independent companies and, uh, we do gutter. I, I like to tell people I, I do gutters and grass. That's what I do. Gutters and grass. Yeah. I remember, uh, I used to work roofing for one week. I made it one week in the roofing mm. industry <laughs> and there's this guy, Mickey. He's like, you should do uh, gutter cleaning, Paul. And, uh, he's like, I make a killing off the gutters, blah, blah, blah. But then he told me this story mm-hmm. of how he fell off the roof and laid, landed in this lady's bush. And, uh, you know, I obviously lived to tell the story, but he got injured and I was like, what kind of recruiting story is that, Mickey? This guy was a character. So do you, did you guys, Yeah. do you have any wild stories? Because it is extremely dangerous what you all do. You know, we, we, we do like to get our feet off the ground and go up in the air. We have really good safety things in place. We have a really, really good ladder. I, I used to hate this kind of stuff too. But that's because I was always on like this rickety ladder that was sliding all over the place. I had a brick under one leg. It was just terrible. <laughs> but once you have the, just like anything else, if you have a zero turn, it's a whole lot better than like a little push mower. If you have good legitimate ladders that cost like two grand, it's a lot better. <laughs> so we, uh, we're, we're doing okay. That's, fu- that's funny. Um, when it comes to the lawn care business, 
you've been in it for 12 years. What size is your company now? How many employees do you have approximately? What kind of revenue are you all doing? What, what's the, the scope and scale of, of the lawn business, Adam? So we're doing about forty five dollars to $50,000 a month. So we'll hit about uh, 500000 this year. We got up to a couple, a couple years ago, we hit 750000 which was my highest for that business. And uh, frankly, the gross profit was terrible then. We weren't making any money. I had guys that weighed 400 pounds on my team. It was, it was a disaster. I didn't know what I was doing. I just like to brag that I had 10 people working for me, but uh, they were making more money than I was and it was a disaster. So what I did was um, I started working on the business instead mm-hmm. of in the business. And I really started making some big changes. And, and one of those changes was not, not taking any crap from my guys, uh, you know, not letting them just walk all over me or walk all over the clients. Uh, better hiring, better firing, all those kinds of things. So now we, thankfully, it's it's taken a while. And honestly, I think it, take, it took me a little bit longer than it really needed to. Um, but that's a different story. So now we are at, we only have, we have three, we have two full-time people and one full-time person. And we're hiring another full-time person, uh, more of a helper, actually Thursday in, uh, in a couple of days. And so it's a well-oiled machine. It's lean, it's mean. Uh, the, the the staff that works with me are committed. They're legit. They're career folks, and uh, and they love what they do. They're not just uh, they're not they're not duds. I've had duds. We all hire duds. Duds no good. <laughs> so I've gotten rid of all the duds. And so it's it, like I said, it's a lean machine, and it's it's like what Michael Gerber calls a money machine. It's stable. It brings in revenue. Gross profits very high for the first time really ever. And so it's it's really where I need it to be so I can focus more of my time on the new gutter business. So what I hear you saying, Adam, is that what led to the the increase in profitability in that money-making machine is getting the right people on the bus or, you know, having the right employees in mm-hmm. place. Is, is that what you would say made the major difference in, in improving that profit? Yeah. And to be specific in our industry, obviously we're both, we're both lawn guys. Uh, what I realized is one guy could go out and I, I could go out my, my myself and cut easily 15 lawns a day, sometimes 20. Okay. And then I'd hire two guys and they go out and cut 13. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a problem, right? There's no money in that. And what, then what I discovered is if I split those two guys up, they could cut 18 separately. You know, they could each cut nine. So that's when I went to one man cruise and everyone loved it. They loved being autonomous. Uh, independent. It, it fit our business model perfectly. Now, not all businesses could do that because some places are just too big. It's not the right fit. But for our business, we went to one man crews and never looked back. And so then each person is, is responsible for their own crew, for their own results. If a client complains, you can't point at the other guy. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really made, it, it also weed out the chaff. So we've got all the people that couldn't hang, they left or I fired them. They just couldn't, they couldn't, meet our standards. And so that was a big turning point for us. Profit went up, results got better, accountability went up, and all the duds that were kind of hanging around in camouflage, they were gone. So everyone's happy. What would you say to someone who's listening and they're like, okay, I've I've had my fair share of duds. What did you Mm -hmm. find to do in the hiring process to not bring on new duds? And I know someone's always going to sneak their way in that, you know, it mm-hmm. thinks better than they are, but how did you kind of vet that that hiring process to find better, reliable, dependable employees? Well, you have to raise your standards. At one point, I hired a guy who weighed 400 pounds. He was only 5'10". He wasn't seven feet tall. I, and he could never pass an army test or military test or anything, fitness test. 
And I hired him simply because he had a license, driver's license. Now, how low is that? <laughs> you have a driver's license, you can work. That's terrible. And so first of all, I raised my standards. I was like, okay, I don't want, I want to, the people I want to work with are the people I want to have over for dinner. Mm-hmm. The people I want to, I want to text over the weekend about their kids and their families. I want to, they're friends. I want to have friends, not just workers. So that was the first thing. The second thing, and there's a lot of signals and signs that people give you if they're not a good fit. Um, if, if they've had 10 jobs in the last three years, that's a problem. If they've had three different phone numbers in the last six months, that's a problem. If they don't have any references, that's a problem. If they have references and they're only their uncle and their and their aunt and their dad, that's a problem. The other thing I like is um, if people just move to town, uh, actually, I don't like those people, but if they just move to town and they really need a job, that's always a bad sign because what are you running from? Why are you here? Mm. You know, so there's a lot of telltale signs of why people, what, what's up, what, constitutes as a dud. Um, if they, if they work for in lawn care, it's really obvious. If they worked at the previous company from March to December, that means they were no good <laughs> because they didn't, because if they were good, the company would have kept them through the slow season. Cause here we, we don't really, we slow down quite a bit in, in the winter. All the good guys get carried through the winter on payroll, but the, mm-hmm. the bad ones, they get let go at the end of the season and not invited back. Now what they'll tell you is, Oh, I quit. You know, I quit at the end of the season. No, no, no you didn't get rehired. They didn't want you back. So there's things like that that I've learned to read between the lines, asking the right questions, asking, why did that happen? Oh, tell me more about that. And usually people weed themselves out. And once you do a reference check, you can get 80, you get rid of 80% of the duds right then with, with good questions and a reference check. That's so good. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, we could talk lawn care biz all day long, but you had a all day long. (laughs) That's what I've done. I'm coming up on. This will be episode 1001. So congratulations, uh, man. That's awesome. But when we met, you're at like 985 or something. So I was, I knew you were getting close to a thousand. Yeah, it's wild. But you, you had a super unique um, situation where you got to talk to so many different entrepreneurs. Our buddy Andy does uh, trash removal, not like garbage trash, but like chairs and dressers. Junk. And, yeah. Junk, junk removal. removal. Yeah. There, 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 there's a proper term, junk removal. And, uh, Christine Hodge, she's in the pressure washing business. And, uh, you had, mm-hmm. you talked to folks that are in the in-home, like cleaning homes and things of that nature. And, um, so many different businesses. And so I'm curious, and I got to be a fly on the wall talking with Brandon about painting at dinner and a few others, but you got to talk to all these folks. So what were your takeaways talking to other small business owners, Adam? There were a lot. I was so grateful for the opportunity. And I think the, the listeners of the podcast will get a lot from it. Uh, but like, for, exa- for example, Christine Hodge, she has a family business uh, up in New Jersey. And it's exterior cleaning, power washing mostly, window cleaning, chandelier cleaning. Uh, she has like 20 employees. She's the president. Her husband's the CEO. I mean, it's a legit company. And I just love that. She there's there's structure to her organization. There's president. There's vice president. There's there's a uh, there's directors, and then there's core crew leaders, and then there's uh, staff below them. There's there's a structure to their company that makes sense, so people know where they belong, where they are, and how, where they can go up. And she was she actually gave me the opportunity to look at her jobber account because we both use jobber, oh, wow. and, and I got to see. I got to see what a $3 million company looks like, you know, from a wow. jobber standpoint, really cool. But she had some really good insights about family business, how to run a family business, how to communicate well and how to do it. And then on the other side, marketing sales, uh, customer experience, all those kinds of things. She was really, she was, she was great. I really enjoyed talking with her. She she's going to be at, um, if you guys are listening, she's going to be speaking at the huge convention back in Nashville 
And Jobber's going to be there. I'm going to be headed. This is my first year going to the huge convention. It's a pressure washing um, convention. But as a podcaster, I thought I, you know, I'll go talk to the pressure washing folks. So um, if you guys are in the national. There's so much to learn. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's there's so much to learn from other industries. In fact, I mean, to be honest, there's not a whole lot of uh, models for me to look up to the gutter business, right? There's just Mm. not, no one's like, oh yeah, that's a hundred million dollar. (laughs) <laughs> gutter business or whatever it's a it's unfortunate it's a low on the on the scale and so i have to look around i have to go to the hvacs the, the house cleaning the jug removals the, the pressure washing companies the lawn cares to to learn more because they're setting the pace and so it was really great to hear from from her another one was uh, kimberly tower she she's uh she does red rose cleaning up in minneapolis and i love one takeaway I, I had from her she's like you know not all my friends not all my friends can afford us. They want to support me, but they can't afford our high-end house cleaning services. You know, it is what it is. But she said, so we have a lot of merch. We, we sell sweatpants and hoodies and hats and all these kinds of things. And at first I kind of was like, really? <laughs> but then she, she hit it out of the park. She said, well, yeah, now my friends can buy that merchandise wherever they go. And they can afford a $50 hoodie and they're still supporting me and my business. And it's basically free advertising for me. I was like, wow, that's a genius idea. Because my my friends can't really afford our gutter or lawn care services either. And so I love that takeaway of like getting merchandise for your company, having your friends buy it. Don't give them for free. Have them buy it. Have them rep you. I just, I loved that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I was thinking of a funny story, but I better not share it on air. <laughs> you, you gotta give that out carefully because someone gets in trouble and they're wearing your merch that's bad branding oh dude that's that's true it's, talk about driving your vehicle when you're in trouble that's a whole nother story as well <laughs> oh man so what i i know we got kimberly um christine hodge uh who, who else well i know you talked to everybody but like what, what other um stories uh kind of inspired you and, and gave you something to take back to virginia and, and implement as you're uh you know leading your business I hung out with Oscar Gill for a while. He uh, he's in Houston, Texas, and he owns like a car detailing business. Now he also has a whole other side where he does uh, Instagram and content creation for helping people start their auto detailing business. But he has a he has a gorgeous shop, and he was really inspiring. Talking about like I liked what he was saying about how how he started a lot of different revenue streams. You know, first it was first it was auto detailing. And then it was shampooing the carpets. And then he went into, now he started launching, like wrapping the vehicles. And, and he just has a lot of different things. They're all, they're all sim- similar. You know, they're not just completely random services. They all, they're all cohesive. But he started multiple different divisions, if you will, of his company. And, and he's light. I think he has four employees, maybe. So he doesn't have a huge company, but it's high profit, which is, which is all that matters, right? Who cares how much revenue you do? It's all about profit, but he was really inspiring in terms of like looking for new revenue streams, new potentials for opportunities for uh, serving the client more. And um, and his team, he really gets his team bought into it. So they're like, "Hey, I want to do that. Let's start that. I'll in, I'll research it. I'll look it up." His his guys are watching YouTube videos tonight on on how to start you know these new services and stuff. So I thought that was really interesting because he he's really nailed scaling the business and diversifying his income his revenue. So that he's not just reliant on just auto detailing. So now he can take a client who's a five hundred dollar auto detail and turn him into a twelve hundred dollar auto mm. detail because of these other services he's upselling. Yeah, upselling, cross selling, it it works. Uh, 
industry-wide. Are you looking for practical insights on scaling and improving your home service business from people who have been through it themselves? Maybe you want advice for leveling up your management and leadership skills. Check out Jobber's new podcast series, Masters of Home Service. Masters of Home Service is a podcast series featuring real home service business owners who are experts in their field, true masters. The episode covers a variety of topics from hiring and customer service to marketing and increasing profits that you'll find valuable regardless of your industry. You can listen to the Masters of Home Service podcast today. It's on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Take a listen or watch it where you consume your content. I truly think you'll find a lot of value from the brand new show, Masters of Home Service podcast by our friends from Jobber. Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Are you in the market for a new high-performance mower? Look no further than the Kubota Z200. This mower combines quality, comfort, and ease of use all in one package. And now select models come with the new K-Ride Comfort System for optimized comfort. Experience the elevated zero-turn performance with the three-point system and choose from cutting decks ranging from 42 to 54 inches. Plus, the Kubota Z200 comes with Kawasaki engines. Don't wait to experience the difference for yourself. Visit KubotaUSA.com for more information and to find your local Kubota dealer. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. So these are all really good. Was there any other? And for you guys who are listening, um, who are like, what are you you all talking about? Jobbers, they used to have a podcast like a couple years ago, and they're kind of revamping and coming out with a brand new show. um, It's called Masters of Home Service. Uh, podcast and Adam was the host. And so all these entrepreneurial stories, you sat down and, and chatted with Kimberly and Oscar and um, Christine and so many others. Mm-hmm. And so these are going to be coming out on um, jobbers, you know, they'll be on Spotify, Apple, uh, Masters of Home Service. You can go over there and listen. And they video recorded all of this. So it's like Joe Rogan style uh, video, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. So y- y- y'all can, um, listen to all these episodes and, and videos, but um, what were your other takeaways from, from some of the other entrepreneurs you got to mingle with? Something I've heard, and these are my notes, I don't remember who said this, but something we talked about on one of the marketing to high-end clients is one of the mm. 
topics of one of the podcasts was marketing to high-end clients. And I think a high-end client, I think most of your listeners that are listening to us right now, they probably are marketing to high-end clients. If not, they're marketing to like the upper middle. But one thing that I think is true about high-end clients is that when they make that first phone call, they are just hoping and praying and hoping that the first company they call to cut their grass or clean their gutters or whatever the case may be is that they can solve their problem the first call. They don't mm-hmm. want to call around eight different companies. They don't want to get the runaround. They don't want to think, they don't want to hear the lawnmower running in the background. You know, when I was back in my old days, I would always turn the mower completely off. And then, hello, Charles for Gutter Pros. I didn't want them to know I was on the mower. I didn't <laughs> want them to know I was out in the field. I want them to think I was in the, in the office, right? We don't relate to that. And so they want, but they want the first company they call to answer their questions and solve their problem so that when they hang up, they can check it off the list. So when they get home at night and the, and the husband or wife says, Hey, 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 hon, did you call that lawn care? Come and get the grass cut. Yep. I called them and I booked them and we're all set. Great. Thank you for handling that. Because what happens if you don't do that? If the, if the company says, yeah, we'll send you a quote or yeah, okay, well, we'll get back to you. They're just going to go scroll through the next listing in Google and call the next company and keep calling until somebody solves their problem. Now here's the, here's the key. Their grass isn't cut yet, but the problem has been solved That's because good. you said you're going to come on Wednesday. And so our listeners, if you are, you know, if you're still in the truck or whatever, that's fine. But if as soon as you possibly can, you need to get someone to answer the phone and book the person immediately. That takes a little bit of time, a little bit of training, but it's well worth it because you are losing business if you aren't getting people signed up on the phone immediately you just because we're all like that we we call because if your ac is broken in july you're not gonna put up with that you're gonna keep calling until somebody answers your problem and so we're no different so i want to encourage our listeners to be thinking through how can we get people onboarded faster quicker and booked so they don't keep calling around that's so good adam well it was a lot of fun go ahead yeah, I, I think I think this actually might have been you, so I don't want to give the credit, but I heard a quote that I will never forget. And that quote was this, your network is your net worth. Your network is your net worth. And I think that is so true. And, and our listeners can relate to that. How many times have you had a good opportunity come your way and you can trace it back to someone you knew, someone you met, a family member, a distant relative, whatever it is, the case may be, someone that you knew hooked you up with a good opportunity. Mm. And so I want to encourage our listeners that, uh, you know, the day-to-day grind is hard. It really is. You know, you're cutting grass, people complain once in a while and it's hot and it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's fun, it's rewarding, but it's difficult. And it's easy to just get, get caught up in the, in the whirlwind of business. But I want, I want our listeners to remember that your network is your net worth. And what that means is that you need to surround yourself with people that are, have been successful. You need to surround yourself with people who can help you along the way. You need, you're, you need to surround yourself with clients that want to pay your prices, right? You need, to, you need to surround yourself around other people who have goals, not duds, right? And so thinking about like, if I really truly value my future and I want to go places, whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. If I want to have a future, I need to surround myself with people who are going to boost my network and which will ultimately boost my net worth. So I really, I really like that quote. Yeah, I did say that around you, but I didn't make it up. I, I heard it from some, mm, someone okay. else. So, so yeah, no, it's, it's very good. And it's, there's so much truth to it um, to, to really 
work on having a credible, uh, reliable reputation. And, and because when you can network, the networking is important, but networking where people actually know, like, and trust you, like you can go mm-hmm. meet a bunch of people. That doesn't mean they're going to open doors for you. And, you know, you got to be a, a person of character and integrity and reliability. And when you have a good reputation with the right mix of people, it does fling open doors and you can't calculate it. Cause like, you'll look back and you'll be like, Oh, because that person talked to that person, I got this job. And, and it just, it's a pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, way it all interconnects. So yeah, your network is your net worth. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as we land the plane here, Adam, how, how can people go and consume this podcast and what um, encouragement do you have? I know podcasting, there's so many options out there to listen to podcasts. What takeaways and value will someone get from listening to your podcast that, that, you know, you host with your jobber? Yeah. I would never tell someone to only listen to one podcast, right? Nobody only listens to one. I would encourage people to listen to this one in addition to what they're already listening to. This is a good podcast. It's business owners just like them who are, uh, who are running a successful business. Really. Some of them are, some of them are two or three men. Some of them are 25. I talked to, um, uh, it was Andy Wines, uh, the junk removal guy. And he and I got into some really specific numbers, like wh- how much money do you need to be making to, to hire an operations manager? You know, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about um, hyper, like we talked about how much cr- money do you need to make in a, uh, a day per crew? Like those kinds of things are really nitty gritty. And so I would encourage your listeners, go check it out. It comes out June 20th, Masters of Home Service. That's uh, by Jobber. And it's, there's a lot of good tips. There's a lot of good takeaways. I think your listeners will really enjoy, especially their job users. Um, but yeah, I, I was really, I came away with a lot of good insights and I think the listeners will too. So make sure they make sure to subscribe. This is a good one. This is not, and plus th- this one doesn't come out as much on the, uh, on the listener side, but dude, I mean, it was a, it was a big budget. Like it was a very well-produced podcast. So if there's any, there's any podcast nerds out there who really appreciate a well done podcast. This might be the most well done podcast people listen to. I mean, Jobber really did a phenomenal job. Yeah. In our space, I, I know all the other podcasters are on shoestring budgets and, uh, you know, we have our 500, <laughs> you know, we, we, we had the same podcasting board was in that studio that we use, but that's kind of where it ends with us. We might set up a camera, but they had the, <laughs> Uh, crew. I mean, they had multiple crews there filming us with three super expensive cameras and they had the soundproof room and all the lights and the wall, the curved walls. And like they, they went all out and then actually, and this is what's cool about it. And this is like one of my dreams, Adam is a podcaster. So in the world of uh, broadcasting or whatever, it used to be Oprah was the queen. Like she had people coming to her in Chicago and people would fly in whoever would be on her show and she would get to interview them in person. And now as the mm-hmm. me- the mediums have kind of evolved and podcasting is the new um, popular, you know, medium, uh, medium or whatever that thing is called for like platform. Um, now Joe Rogan's kind of the guy and in this generation and the guests go to him. So he's, you know, if he's interviewing whoever Jordan Peterson or Elon Musk or whoever he's interviewing, it's in person. They're in the same room. And that's, uh, that takes so much money um, and scheduling and all of that. And Jobber pulled it off. They brought people from Oscar from Texas, Christine from New Jersey, Kimberly from Minnesota, you from Virginia, me from Atlanta. Andy's from Minnesota, maybe. 
I forget where Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah I knew it was up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon's down in sunny Florida and, and there's many, many others we're leaving out. Um, they all came from all over and, you know, jobber orchestrated the whole thing for us to be in person. So, um, I try my mm-hmm. best and I appreciate you. Uh, can you hear me, Adam? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. I, my, I was getting the signal. I lost connection, but, um, I think it's back now. I appreciate you being flexible to join, hop on a Google meet call or a zoom call or whatever, but there's a whole different dynamic when, you know, I could reach across the table and, you know, you're right there. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's world-class, uh, how much they put into it. So definitely go give it a listen and smash that follow button and, and stay tuned for new episodes from, from you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, to close it out, there's a couple of topics that I'm really excited about that I think your listeners will like. I mean, marketing to high-end clients, when to add new lines of services, recession-proofing your business mm. was a big one, recession-proofing your business, hiring and firing, running multiple businesses, going from a side hustle to full-time, uh, understanding your costs and how to cut costs, working with family. There's a lot of good uh, episodes and po- uh, topics. So I think your listeners will really get a lot out of it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, Mr. Producer will put in the show notes the link to the Masters of Home Service podcast, and you guys can go check that out on Spotify, on Apple. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on YouTube if it's not already. I know they they videotaped everything, so I'm sure there'll be video versions of it as well. So, definitely, like you said, Adam, add add that to your library of um, podcasting consumption and you'll definitely find a ton of value in it. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. From October 17th through 20th, you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code POLL to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.